Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelley Shearer here, and welcome to the show Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Actually, today is a great day to talk about it's not, it's okay not to know. <laughs> because let me tell you, that's how my whole week has felt. <clears throat> Sorry if my voice is a little off. I've just been uh, fighting a summer cold, which is always so sucky when the weather gets better and then you come down sick. Usually it's the universe's way of telling me I'm overdoing it again, which, um, hmm, yeah, kind of have been the last week. Lots on my plate and uh, really trying to work hard. I know I podcast about this all the time but making sure that my habits are all in place to ensure that I can back away from, from commitments that I over committing, which is a, a bad habit of mine. In about a week, we are going to be saying goodbye to our host daughter from Brazil, and that will actually end us taking in exchange students. It's been the most amazing experience. And uh, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know what it would be like. But being a full-time mom again, when you haven't been that for 10 years, it's like, oh my, whoops, sorry guys, that was, uh, that was killer, I'm not going to lie, and coming into a busy tax season in my one business, and dealing with living well with Shell, and a new water ionizer business, oh my, yeah, you know what, we only have so much time. I am the queen of shiny objects as well. I've spoken on this before, and although I've gotten rid of a lot of them in my life, there's still more that seriously need to go. Sort of looking around my treatment room going, you know what, time for an open house and getting rid of some things. So speaking of not knowing something, I've had a really rough three or four days because of something in my life that went sideways. And I might as well just be very blunt about it because um, I believe in transparency. Uh, I have mentioned, and you might see on some of my websites and social media, that I became a Tiant dealer. Now, Tiant USA uh, does ionized alkaline water, very similar to Enagic's Kangen water, and they compete head-to-head with them. But I really liked the warranty and the price point better, and I have been educating myself the last little bit uh, before I start you know, hitting social media hard, because it's definitely something I want to train in. I discovered last Friday when my girlfriend, who isn't a Nagic rep, who was supposed to come and be on the podcast, and in fact, we, we didn't get around to it, and we were, had some other business stuff we needed to look after, she had what we call an ORP meter and tested my machine. Now, my alkalinity was all great, but I had no ORP, which is the antioxidants. That's the ionization. So bottom line is my machine in my house that I just installed is not working. And... I go into panic mode because this is my reputation on the line. I did a lot of research into this company. They made claims and statements and I followed up to to make sure, you know, everyone's going to badmouth the competition. I mean, you just got to cut, get off. You almost have to stay off Google and YouTube. And I I really struggled with the mudslinging instead of the education. So my girlfriend and I are, are hoping to work together in the future here to just bring true education for people's health to the marketplace. We don't care what brand you buy. Um, hers or mine, that's not the point. The point is making sure that you are not buying the cheap ones from China and that you uh, are truly getting ionization. You're not being remineralized. You're not buying inexpensive products that don't can't be cleaned properly and you get mold. These are the things that we want to educate the public on. Molecular hydrogen is the, you know, 
the latest and greatest medical breakthrough. And it's, it's just, it's been used in Japan for years and years and same with Korea, but it's very new to North America. Anyways, I digress. A lot of education that we, I want to learn about this. My machine's not working. I panic a little bit. I, I do tend to do that. Uh, I usually con the next day, but I need to get my panic out. Now, the worst part about all this as well is I didn't tell my husband because he allowed me to go into this dealership program and, uh, and funded, you know, and there was a, a significant funding to get it all started. And now we're looking at a machine that doesn't work and I, I can't go into the marketplace with my reputation and put it on the line on products that don't work. So I didn't tell him because I didn't want to hear I told you so. However, he does know now, by the way, do use the people that are in your close circle. However, I spent a, a literally a full night. I was awake at four o'clock in the morning panicking. What if the machines I've sold haven't, haven't, aren't working and we just didn't know. I mean, I, I set them up and I test them off with the alkalinity, but I didn't own an ORP meter at the time. And, uh, haven't been able to test anything. What if I need to back out of this? Are they going to, you know, is it going to cost me a small fortune? Um, will they take the units back? The, you know, they say they do, but there's a restocking fee. I'm kind of one of those people right now that are believing if their product's not actually working, I shouldn't have to pay a restocking fee to get my money back. That sort of thing and, and to leave the dealer program. All this stuff, I have no answers and I'm not saying any of these things are real. This is just what's going through my head so I can't sleep. And I don't know what the answer is. So I'm just, I'm just rolling it over in my mind over and over and over again. That's a rather specific example of not knowing something, not knowing what the future is going to hold, not knowing how I'm going to deal with the situation. I have a pre-filter arriving next week to install in my unit because we have very soft water where I live. And you do need a certain mineral content for any of these machine machines to work. They react with the electricity and the mineralization of your water. Well, all of North America, west of the Rockies, uh, east of the Rockies has hard water for the most part, but here on the West Coast, we don't. Our water's quite soft. But just so you know, the Kangen machine worked just fine in my house without a pre-filter, a mineralization pre-filter. So there's, you know, there's some things I need to, I need to get proper answers on and I won't stop till I get them. But not knowing what the next week's gonna hold, this was setting me off in a tizzy. And my ORP meter won't arrive till the end of next week from Amazon. All right, nothing I can do to these two things arrive and I can test the machine, find out if it's just a faulty machine or if it's something else. All right, that got me thinking about this treadmill I, I let myself get on about, about not knowing because for the most part actually, once I've had my initial <laughs> panic attack, which I'm not gonna lie, I, I, I am that way. There's just, I am that way. I've worked on that part of my life, but I am that way. However, I'm also okay with not knowing things. And when I say that, I don't mean being ignorant. I mean, in trusting in the universe. I don't need to know everything. And it was interesting because in the, um, in my meditation book today, Melody talks about this on, it's actually for tomorrow's uh, date. It's okay not to know. So this was interesting as once, this is on my mind, I've had this huge stressor and there's the meditation book again. We don't always know what we want to do next. Now, there were certain things in my life recently that I'm, I'm very clear on, but I do have a, a good history of 30 years of some good waffling where you you're not sure where you want to be. You're not sure what you want to do. You're not sure how you want to react. 
there's a million, million things. But what if it was just you could teach yourself, which I have done to a certain extent, to accept that it's okay. But also, and I've, I've actually have podcasted on this, the awareness that you don't know what you don't know. Because that's not ignorance. That is opening yourself up for answers. If the universe can see that you are open and not shut down, it will bring you what you need. But if your answer is, I don't need to know that, I don't want to know that, I don't care that if I know that, you're done. I get, you're just done. But if you have a different attitude, it can change the outcome in a, in a huge way. So I'm stuck here in a waiting game, which I am not a patient person, and I don't know what the outcome is going to be. So, like I said, I had a stress. But there are lots of things in my life, looking back, that I'm very glad I didn't have the answer right out of the gate. I wouldn't have learned the same lesson. Life wouldn't have unfolded in the same manner. In fact, she describes it better. Uh, what's next or what we think about our lives will look like down the road. That's okay. If the answer is I don't know, then say it. And I, I do this. I actually practice what I preach on this one. Say it clearly and be at peace with not knowing what's coming. That is a tough thing. But if you are at peace with it and you've accepted it, you've also opened up for the answer to arrive. Sometimes the reason we don't know is that what's coming is going to be very different from anything we've experienced before. That's Melody's words. I really do concur with that. I cannot tell you the times in my life that I've worried or thought something was going to happen a different way. When I opened myself to the possibilities with no idea, the answer has been amazing. And it's been right what I needed. But I didn't, one, have the information earlier, and I didn't have the answer. I literally just had to wait patiently for the universe to answer and supply. She also says, um, even if we knew, we couldn't relate to it because it's that new and that different. Now that I can relate to as well, perhaps you can as well. Have you ever noticed when you're looking back, remember, you're not going to realize this as you're sitting in the moment. This is kind of a reflection thing that you can build practice on and have faith moving forward in other circumstances. So you're not up at four in the morning panicking. There have been things that have come into my own life, and I'm sure there have been in yours as well, that were just so left field from anything that I thought was coming or that would happen. It's crazy. I just, I can look back at them going, wow, just, I didn't see that curveball. Doesn't mean it was bad. Some things were amazing, but you just, you just don't know what you don't know. And sometimes the reason we don't know is that it would be too difficult, too confusing for us right now. Sometimes we're going through our own journey. And the unfortunate part is we're humans and we learn by experience. If we could learn all our lessons by being told, we would listen to our parents and we wouldn't do half the crap that we do. Let's just admit that. But we're not. We're experiential people. And the best lesson learned is the one you go through and the school of hard knocks. That's just, it's, it tends to be not always how most people are wired. You don't know till you've actually had the experience. I've had this conversation with my son for years because he was very shut down. Um, I think a lot of that is his bipolar, but he also his personality. He's an introvert. And his attitude is, I don't, need, I don't need to experience that. And it was very hard for him to relate to my life because I have had a lot of experiences and I have a lot of friends. 
I have tried so many things, but he, he doesn't. He doesn't want to try. But see, now he does. Now that he has traveled outside of the country and worked on another continent, his whole perspective has changed. And he looks at me and just says, I just didn't know. I'm like, yes, I know. I know you didn't know. And all I could do was sit back and wait for an opportunity for him to experience something, anything that then I could relate to. And we could talk about more things because once your mind's open now, now you're actively looking for things. You're looking for information. You're looking for experiences. And if you are in a situation where it might be too difficult to handle, sometimes the universe knows that you need to be present, even though perhaps you're confused, you could be angry, you could be in pain, but you need to be present. And when we are looking to the future, same as when we're worrying about the past, we're not in the present. We're not in the now. And I've spoken on that. There's a podcast on that. Eckhart Tolle has a great book about being in the now. And um, that is very, very important. Your learning and your exper experiential experiences, like right then and there, are about being present. But if you leave the present and do like I did two nights ago and you're worrying and you're fussing and you're trying to create control. We might not have what it takes to make that happen yet. We may not have all the answers or all the information or all the tools yet. So we need to stay present and, and attract it and learn it and bring it on, bring it on. As I say, sometimes our souls know this is another thing. I've had experiences where I look back on my life or maybe even sometimes even in the moment, where I just have a sense, it's, it's, you know, people talk about a sixth sense, that I, I, I know, but I don't know. Have you ever had that experience? It's like deja vu. You're like, hmm, have I been here before? Well, your soul might really know, but your conscious mind just isn't ready either. And I've spoken on the subconscious many times, uh, the diagram of the iceberg. So there's the little iceberg above the water, and then below the water line is this massive, you know, ice cluster that's a hundred times bigger than what shows above the water. Conscious mind, unconscious mind. Okay. <laughs> so that can often be part of the problem as well. Our conscious mind just isn't ready to know what our soul knows yet. Again, it would take us out of the now, but it would also take us out of the experience because there is no replacement for experience. All failure is is a stepping stone to success. You very few times are, do people have true success without failure. How could they? They have no experience. They don't know what they don't know. They don't know what doesn't work. <laughs> do you see where I'm going with this little theme? You need to go through experiences just like we let our children learn to walk and we let them learn to do so many things that were touch, feel, ex you know, fall over, they had to know. Then we send them, we send ourselves all off to school to learn more things. We fall, get our first heartbreak. We have our first, you know, I'm in love at 15. All these experiences, and some of them I know are very emotional, they all are a chance of discovery and they are our path. You're never going to arrive. I hope you all know that, right? I used to be that way. I had a girlfriend that used to call me on that once in a while. You always used to say, when, when your son is grown and I hit 40, I'll have my life. What did I do? Not live my life? Luckily, the good thing was I did live my life quite a lot. But I think there was a lot I, more I could have done. I do believe I limited myself greatly because I put myself in the child-rearing mode 
and I blocked off a lot of other things. I didn't even let them be possibilities. Now, maybe that wasn't a bad thing. Maybe that just would have been a frustration for me. Who, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. But I do know for a fact that that definitely was a limiting belief to a certain extent in my life. And it changed very drastically after that responsibility was over. I had a very, you know, almost, what's the word I'm looking for? Existential experience of just, whoo, literally opened my spirit and soul to the world. And I could not believe what I saw. There was just so much more to see. And so many more possibilities were presented. But I closed myself off. So the universe said, well, until you're ready, not much I can do there. Um, I'm just going to finish with what she says here. The process of moving from what we don't know to what we are to learn is a process in itself. And it can be trusted. It's how we grow and change. It's okay to not know. It's okay to let ourselves move into knowing. The lesson is trusting that we'll know when it's time. And although I said I was going to end with that, I, have, I actually have one more little story. Our granddaughter, we have to correct her all the time. She is, uh, is she eight now? She's eight now. And since she's been about four or five, she started this saying of, I know that, I know that, I know that. She wouldn't learn. She, her immediate reaction was, I already know that grandpa. I already know that grandma. But she didn't. It was a knee-jerk reaction. And it was obviously coming from some place of insecurity. I, I don't know. I don't know. But we recognized the signs right away. And we just stopped it, nipped it in the bud, like right then and there. And uh, she's careful not to use that verbiage around us. Or maybe hopefully she's just not thinking it anymore. Because we really do call it out on it every single time. When you have that attitude and you say it, you're solidifying it, once again, you're closing yourself down. So even as a child, she is unconsciously closing herself off from a new experience and from learning. Because she, her immediate response isn't, could you teach me that I don't know that, hey, that's something new, it's I know that, which is a lie, it's an absolute lie. There's things that she literally does not know, we know that, we're the adults, we're watching the situation. Whatever brought it on for her, I don't have an answer to that. But you see what I'm saying? We, you, we needed to change the verbiage. Because once she stops saying it, with any luck, she'll stop thinking it. And then she'll start thinking in a different manner. All of that is part of our jobs as parents and grandparents. To ensure that at no point do our children's minds close down. That's a huge problem in our globe right now. You know, whether it's war-tone countries that just brainwash their children from birth to hate or whether it's just a poor school system that create, our, create children that don't think outside the box and don't ask why or how come. That's just one of the most lost things in our modern day society in North America is that we don't ask why, why, why. My whole world when I was younger used to drive my parents crazy and I do remember this so specifically was why do you have to ask why? Because I need to know. And so when my godson was born 14 years ago, and by the age of three, he was asking questions that were so beyond his age bracket. It was crazy. But not once did myself or his parents ever shut him down. That child just kept asking why. I will never forget that. And he still has an amazing inquisitive mind today. And it's serving him well. But this little guy was like this at three. Three, three, three. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, encourage that. It can be a little frustrating to live with. 
but encourage it. I've had so many of my surrogate nieces and nephews graduate from high school this, uh, this year. My neighborhood, some of my best friends, um, kids have, have been graduating. And it's been amazing to watch this chapter of their lives come to a bit of an end and to be celebrated. But it's also amazing because I know that the people that raise these children that are so close in my life are like myself. They are very open and they have children that ask why and what's next. That is such a gift. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.